<laughs> what is it? What is it? The mailbag? It's Trevor's mailbag? Welcome to Trapo. Show that talks about Bjork on I'm sorry. I'm going to cut that out. Uh, dear, what is it? Dear listener or dear listener? I think it's just dear listener. Dear imaginary listener. Hey, Max Power. Welcome to, welcome to Trapo. <laughs> welcome to Grumpo. The show that talks about Max Power on purpose. Oh, man. I can't even get it. I'm just so fucked up. I can't even get back in the groove. <laughs> Welcome back to the show that talks about you on purpose. It's Trapo's Mailbag. I'm, I'm, who the fuck am I? Hey, who, who are you? Who are any of us? I'm Dustin, I guess. I'm, I'm Kai, probably. I'm on a list. We're all on a list. <laughs> you're on a list if you're listening to this. I'm sorry to say. You fucked up when you hit play on Trapo. It's not Trapo. It's Trapo's Mailbag. It's the show that talks about you on purpose, which is different from normal episodes of Trapo. We just talk about whatever the fuck. Like, it nearly wasn't Christmas for an hour and a half, for example. I, I, made, me, I made me sick when I saw that recording. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit 90 minutes of us rambling about one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it's my fault because I suggested it. I was like, oh, I watched that when I was nine and thought I was going to die. I fucked up. Anyway, we, we're going to read a bunch of comments that some somebody left on our blog. There's a lot of them. We painted ourselves into this corner by saying, we'll, we'll read your comments on the air. So I guess we got to deliver that promise. So we can just not do this and say we did it. But we're, we're already here. So I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll push forward because we're... Because we're talking about bigotry under the Christmas tree. We're gluttons for punishment. We're going to start with a quartet of comments from the bigotry under the Christmas tree post, which is one of our least listened to episodes of Trap and Weber. And of course it would be. No one cares. Well, four people care. Four <laughs> people care enough to actually comment on the blog post where I told you specifically not to comment. The actual edit, the actual episode, the, the audio that I, I culled this episode from, was almost unsalvageable. It was that bad. So I, honestly, I shouldn't have edited the episode to begin with. I should have just scrapped the audio entirely. I mean, if you listen to the episode, the audio was bad. I, I listened to most of it earlier, actually. He kept it short by cutting out all the probably horrible audio. And- I cut out the worst of the audio, but there's still a lot of bad audio in there because there are specific sentences you need to hear for things to make sense. So I had to keep those. So yeah, it still doesn't sound great. Is it a good episode? No. But because it was Christmas and it was a Christmas-related topic, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's see what happens. And you know what, it's fine. Awful people doing awful things. And you know what, it's Christmas. It was the Christmas season, so it made sense to put it out. You know, we got four comments we're going to read under the bigotry under the Christmas tree post. We're going to start with a comment from uh, a returning champion, Anonymous. The the coward who refuses the one to and put only. Their, they don't put their name on there because they're fucking, they're pussy. <laughs> say that. Like I said, it's not hard to type out a random string of numbers or letters, but Anonymous, our good friend Anonymous, says, You clearly have a lot of mistrust for organized religion. People who make movies for a network that has a more religious background than others aren't racist, but you don't seem to care. Diversity is a good thing, but not every network has to cater to every taste. Shit, fuck you. You're right that not ever has to cater to every taste. That's absolutely true. You don't want Motor Trend TV to cater to like home and garden television crowd. That doesn't make any sense. I guess maybe it does. Who the fuck knows? I, I don't watch either network. I don't know what they. I don't know what they show. <laughs> I guess I don't. Maybe there's so, some crossover. Not every network does have to cater to every taste. When you have a network that explicitly comes out, we refuse to depict same sex 
relationships or same-sex marriages, that is, that's a form of bigotry. We're not going to do that. And you use religion to shield you from criticism. That's what doesn't sit right with me. I don't like people who use religion as a crutch and they want to hide behind it. It's easier to do that than to just come out and say, I don't respect homosexuals and I don't believe they have the right even to exist. That's a thing. They hide behind religion to say that. They say that it's God's will. If your God believes in that, then fuck your God. I don't have an issue necessarily with organized religion, but unfortunately organized religion has done a lot of bad things for this world. It's okay to believe in a God. It's okay to have a system of beliefs, but beliefs start infringing on the, the rights of others. That's when it becomes a problem. That's it. I don't believe in that. I think that's bullshit. And when you have a network founded by religious fundamentalists who uh, deny some set of people's right to have the same comforts as you that's fucked up that's an awful way to live anonymous they're trying to be diplomatic about their their comment and i get it and maybe i came across too strong but i don't give a shit fuck <laughs> fuck fuck candace cameron bray fuck what is bill abbott what is that motherfucker and i hope there is a hell so they can burn in hell in, that's the indeed thing to, well, yeah that's the thing i used to think about heaven i was like i hope there's a heaven because i want my grandma to go to heaven not because i can i give a shit about heaven i want my grandma to go to heaven because she deserves to go to heaven but i also hope there's a hell so people like candace cameron bray can burn there forever because fuck them that's it all right our next comment is from returning friend of the podcast sammy not my real name hey when i read this can you make my voice sound like a chipmunk like that from that one episode if you want to keep up the the illusion sure i can do that sammy not my real name says the whole great american family thing sounds like a nightmare of a network i guess i never knew that candace cameron was that much of an awful person she sells her own branded bibles that's just the worst i don't ever want to watch these hallmark movies so i don't have a real frame of reference for them but i'm glad to hear that things are changing and maybe drawing the really shitty christians away from hallmark channel will be a good thing in the long run let the creepy jesus fetishes wither away in their great american <laughs> and maybe the quality of the hallmark movies will just continue to improve who knows maybe we can have hardcore gay fucking on the network by 2025 got my fingers crossed <laughs> Oh, she said we got our swords crossed. That would have made it even better. We got our swords crossed and ready and waiting. My only issue with Hallmark Channel at all, every movie is the same. It's always some kind of uh, cliched romance. If you're making however many movies a year, you can take a chance every now and then and just make a different kind of movie. There's plenty of ways to make family-friendly movies that are not just cliched romances. That's a thing. You don't have to just make nothing but romances. I know that's their brand, but wouldn't it be nice if like every hundredth movie is not a goddamn cliched romance that's all i'm saying you know right. that might get me watching hallmark movies again i tried to watch that southern family christmas that bruce campbell was in i tried oh, to watch yeah. it i got 20 minutes in and i was like i, I panicked and just deleted it I, was like, I can't do this <laughs> oops bruce campbell was not enough to keep me watching this movie that's bad because i've watched some bad things that bruce campbell's been in it was just not good because you know why it's a cliched fucking romance it's all it is that's all they fucking make how many Christmas movies did they make last year? Like 42 or something? Like an insane number? Couldn't they have set aside a little money and just made 41 cliched romances and made one movie that didn't have to deal with a cliched fucking romance? Just make one normal movie that has nothing to do with we have to fall in love and kiss in the last two minutes. No, just make a normal fucking movie. Hire a writer who wants to write something interesting. Hire a director who has something to prove. Keep the same budget. Have the same uh, resources and just see what these people who have something to prove can do with like two million dollars in vancouver 
in October with two weeks to shoot a movie and see what they can do as long as it fits the family-friendly Hallmark brand. That's it. You can make something interesting and maybe entertaining that is not a goddamn cliche romance. That's it. Take a chance once out of every hundred times. You're not going to lose anything as a result. Honestly, you won't lose anything. Because you have 99 other shitty romances to fall back on. Right. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Just stop making these bullshit movies and make something fun. Make Children of the Corn 7. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 12. Who fucking cares? Freddy Krueger just fucking babysits a bunch of kids and loses his mind. Oh, man. I don't know I have to make this much pot pie. Oh, fuck. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, a dumb, I'm sorry no, no that's not what he would do he would make those kids he wouldn't he wouldn't make them chicken pot pie how many diapers do i have to change this week bitch God. okay our next thank you so much for uh commenting sammy which apparently is not your real name totally your real name. Hey, yeah it's not his real name we know the truth it's not his real name he, he sent us an, an email and said that's not my real name motherfuckers don't do this to me i hope i hope you rotten no, not Sammy. I hope you don't rot in hell, Sammy. Not Sammy. Keep commenting on the old trapple ball. <laughs> Speaking of comments, we got another comment by returning champion Jeter. Just some guy named Jeter. Just it might Jeter. be it might be Jerry Jeter. We don't fucking know. But uh, Jerry Jeter says, kept wondering why you seem so passionate about this subject. It's just a cheap, disposable TV product. But by the end, I think I understood your point. If gay people are regularly depicted in a positive light in a bunch of Hallmark Channel movies, then it really does signal a shift in the culture. That's a big deal. Terrible people like DJ from Full House can just fade away into obscurity with their shitty beliefs. Short and sweet. Exactly. Thanks for right. commenting. Yeah, thanks for commenting. I appreciate that. I guess that's the only point I was trying to make. It took me 40 minutes to do it. <laughs> but yeah, all I had to do was read Jeter's comment. Thank you for putting it so succinctly, dear friend Jeter. Thank you for listening to the episode. You shouldn't have, but thank you. You wasted your life listening to that episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't give your time back. We got one more comment. Yep, it's by dear old friend Anonymous. And Anonymous writes, Fuck Candace Cameron. Fuck House's dog shit. Fuck House. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck House. I think that was supposed to be Full House because it's two Ks. I think they, they hit K instead of L, but I, I think Fuck House is better. <laughs> yeah. Fuck House is dog shit. That's great. Okay. Well, that's a great way to end that that particular thread. Thank you for the comments, Anonymous. And we're going we're gonna to move on to uh, our next post ktrp presents the morning grinds fails of christmas past another one of those episodes that apparently i don't make for the listeners i make for us because uh once again nobody listens to this shit so i guess i just like making myself feel like i'm gonna have a stroke when i'm editing we were gonna do we're gonna read a, a whole a whole mess of comments a slew is it a slew we're gonna read a slew of comments on the ktrp presents the morning grinds fails of christmas past blog post and we're going to start off with a comment from uh, oh great it's anonymous anonymous is back and anonymous says someone literally says the word literally literally too many times by the time this was over i literally never wanted to hear the word literally ever again literally i have to sincerely apologize because I, when i was editing the episode i realized i had said literally far too many times and uh, indeed in, indeed <laughs> i fucked up i didn't say literally once in the ktrp uh the tra- <laughs> the ktrp music awards i didn't say literally <laughs> once in the travel music awards episode so i'm making progress uh, it's gonna be a long road but 
I'm doing my best. I will try very hard not to use literally again unless I mean it in the literal sense. I, I don't mean this. I'm not being a dick. I mean, honestly, anonymous for bringing this up. I, I realized when I was editing this episode that I'd said literally too many times and it was driving me nuts in the edit. I cut maybe six instances of the word literally out of the episode that you didn't hear. So you got spared. It could have been so much worse. I apologize and I will try to police my language in the future. I will not. That's the only way I will police my language in the future. I'm just going to try to stop saying literally so many times. That's, that's my promise to you anonymous and to nobody else. Just you anonymous. That's the good stuff. Anonymous writes, was the damage transmitter thing an excuse you made up to hide problems with the recording? If so, I guess that works. It was fun. You guys talked a little bit too much about nothing up front, but I enjoyed the show. I decided I, I wanted to try to do something different with this episode because there were some issues, a few more issues than normal with the actual recording. So I figured, uh, since it is a radio show, I could make that excuse. Yeah. We established that there was a storm going on. That is true. I did make up the damage transmitter excuse to hide a lot of flaws in the recording and i did use some editing tricks to degrade the sound to try to hide a lot of those mistakes that is true that's absolutely that is actually true you caught on to that i appreciate that i don't know if anyone would but i'm glad you did the talking about nothing thing we were trying to do the context of the show is that we were two guys who were not used to doing we, we, we've never done a, a morning show before gore and carrie were not used to doing a morning show they didn't understand the format and we're trying to kind of blindly feel their way through it that's part of the the idea of the episode is that our characters and they are characters they were trying to find their way through a format that didn't make sense to them there is maybe a little more pointless banter at the beginning of the episode than there normally would be in the context of the episode gore and carrie they're night owls they do like the 11 o'clock show and they're still there at like eight o'clock when the show goes live they're about to take off and they're, they're told that they have to do the morning show they're exhausted. They just want to go home. They're trapped in the studio because of a snowstorm. And all they want to do is go home. But no, they have to sit and do an hour of new material with no preparation. So that's the context of the show. Carrie didn't leave any notes. We did that on purpose because we thought it would be funny. If it didn't work for you as a listener, then I'm sorry. But that was the joke. If you want to hear us talk about nothing too much up front, then just listen to any episode of Travel. <laughs> yeah, keep listening. Why? I can't believe you didn't say indeed. I teed you up for indeed you didn't say it that was like the one time i've, I've tried to get you to say indeed and you fucking said anything else you're throwing uh, I'm the curveballs try- i'm, you I'm trying to all right whatever we got another comment coming from uh, our good friend oh I, i'm sorry i'm thank you for the comment anonymous i hope you never listen to the show again and our next comment is from the og archbishop mac i've never seen it really was a christmas and you gentlemen painted such a vivid picture of the film that now i never need to see it <laughs> I've basically already seen this movie thanks to the gruesome twosome. So that saves me some time. Who needs to watch a sad sack Santa Claus moping in Utah for two hours anyway? I enjoy the fake radio thing, and I hope that becomes a semi-regular thing on travel. Great. Thank you for the comment, Archbishop Mac. I think at this point, it's destined to become a semi-regular. I don't think we're going to stop. 
I don't think we can stop. Like half yeah. the people that listen to a normal episode of Trapo listen to KTRP, which means, and any reasonable human being would say we shouldn't do this again. But because, <laughs> but because we're the ones who make the show, and for some reason we both enjoy doing it. It's like that joke where they say uh, KTRP episodes will continue until morale improves. That's what this <laughs> is. This is us saying yeah. we're gonna keep making this shit until you keep until you start actually listening to it, and then we'll stop. I, I don't want to give too much away, but there's an actual plot that is beginning to unfold in these ktrp episodes that will become clear in the fullness of time and hopefully the seven people who follow this through to its inevitable conclusion will find some susan of uh fulfillment from it when it's all over they'll be like wow I put the pieces together and it all makes sense. You know why? Because there are pieces. It's like breadcrumbs. We got a whole bunch of breadcrumbs. We're, we're starting to sprinkle through these episodes. And if you follow them, I'm not trying to give too much away, but if you follow these breadcrumbs through subsequent KTRP episodes, you may in fact realize there is a thread, there is a plot that is unfolding, and it is it is not entirely improvised. This is one of the few things we have a plan for. You may not believe it, but this is one of the yeah. things we have a plan for. Just stay tuned and, uh, yeah, it nearly wasn't Christmas sucks. Let's move on. Our next comment is from returning champion Bimmy. Bimmy's got some beef. <laughs> Bimmy's got some beef. I actually did get blackout drunk with a girl who said she got disowned by her Jewish father on Christmas Eve in college. She really did rip me off, and she left a note on my door that read, Happy Hanukkah, asshole. How dare you accuse me, Bimmy, of telling lies. That's the only interesting Christmas thing that ever happened to me. Every other holiday season, I've been incredibly uneventful. Not bad, just nothing particularly exciting or interesting. I got a bike when I was 10. My dad spent two hours putting it together while my mom was cooking a turkey. Is that what you wanted to hear? Exciting stuff, traps. I thought the girl was cute. She seemed interested in me. I was a dumb teenager who wanted to get laid on Christmas and I paid dearly for listening to my dick and not my brain. Shit happens, I guess. I couldn't tell my parents that story. I just told them someone broke into my dorm while I was out eating dinner. I don't think they listened to Trap <laughs> so I'm pretty sure my secret is safe for now. You can tell that prick gore that if I ever meet him on the street, I'll punch him right in his smug face for accusing me of lying. I'll kill that son of a bitch for besmirching my character. Gary the Grinder would have believed me. Gary the Grinder would have pretended to believe you. Yeah. I would like to see Blood Under the Mistletoe. That movie sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to be honest with you, Bimmy. I still think you're making your story up. I don't don't believe it. I don't believe a word you're saying. I believe you, Bimmy. I believe you. How dare you accuse me, Bimmy, of telling <laughs> lies. You're, you're telling lies because your name isn't Bimmy. No one's name is Bimmy. I know. I, I, by the way, I figured this shit out. I know it's a joke because there's like one of those double dragon games when they put the like the NES port out. Because the names are Billy and Jimmy Lee. Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's double dragon two or three. There's a misprint in the actual text. Like when you watch the game, it says Bimmy and Jimmy Lee. So I figured that out. This guy is a Devil Dragon fan. So I'm on to you, Bimmy. But I'm like, okay, if, if you say this happened, then it happened. That's fine. Gore isn't real. So if you want to kill a, a fictional human being, that's fine. No one's going to put you in jail for that. Maybe we could use that in the plot later on. If you ever want to kill the character, I be <laughs> murdered by Bimmy. We could have a future episode of the gruesome, the new gruesome twosome with Bimmy and, and Carrie. You know, we could do that. Bimmy and Barry. Bimmy and Barry. Who's Barry? I don't know. I'm going to get killed. 
killed off too. You're gonna die too because you were in the same room when when uh, Bimmy had to kill Gore. <laughs> I'm glad you you Bimmy would like to see blood under the mistletoe. It's not a real movie. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I don't want to disappoint you. It's a fake movie I made up because I was bored. Sometimes I do this. I wanted to record some promos for KTRP for the episode, so I just left the recording running on my phone. And when I was doing it, I was like, KTRP, you're home for the holidays. You're listening to KTRP. I was doing that shit over and over again. Then right. I just started talking to myself. I usually do. There was a line that's made it into the letter of the mystery. He's like, this is a police investigation, old man. Like, stay out of this. You're going to be the holidays <laughs> in jail. I did that as a joke. I started, like, I literally ad-libbed the entire trailer right there during, during like, a 20-minute recording. And I ended up cutting together a version of that trailer, which was four minutes long, which is, which is insane. <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking I wanted to do a 30-second radio spot. And it ended up being, like, a minute and change. As much as I could keep in where, where it still made sense. But, yeah, there's a bunch of lines I ended up cutting out i didn't write anything down it was just me making shit up there was a subplot that i cut out about mrs claus talking to santa claus because he was so obsessed about the death of this elf dewdrop santa should i be jealous you bastard and so i implied that santa was fucking the elf <laughs> like he had a sexual relationship with the elf which is why he was so upset when uh, red john killed her that was one of the jokes that i ended up cutting out of the episode because santa was uh, in love with dewdrops <laughs> and uh i have one line with the killer on the phone where he says come and get me fat man he, there's a phone conversation between santa and uh red john there's an exchange between the two of them that i ended up cutting out because it didn't make any i was like it didn't, it didn't need to be there that was all i needed for the trailer there's too much i can't fit this in it was like half of a movie basically in fast forward oh man this isn't gonna work uh, I, I gotta i liked the idea of it. i thought it was funny and so uh i kept as much of it as i could for it to make sense as a plot i put that one joke in the end that i don't think anyone would get blood under the mistletoe a tom steesmore production rated r then i say now playing at circle cinema uh, yeah i got that i because yes. i was like hey i i know where that that's yeah. on fucking broadway over there yeah it's a local joke back in the day here in wichita our hometown there was a uh, porn theater called circle cinema we would drive by circle cinema we were going to other places when we were kids and it was all garishly lit neon paradise looking place wow that looks like a really cool place i want to visit you don't know what's inside you don't know that it's porn circle cinema was just a joke for me and kai basically and tom sleesmore which means it was a porn yeah tom sleesmore is a is another inside joke but if hey if you're one of the like what 12 people who've watched the first episode of the real face of america on youtube you know who tom sleesmore is that leads us to the next uh comment why don't you read that because that's directly related to this our next comment is from anonymous again who says something when do we get to actually hear an episode of the real face of america well anonymous yeah there are two episodes of the real face of america on youtube they're not good but they're there <laughs> and you can find them if you just go to youtube and search for the real face of america murder on candy cane lane is not a real episode it probably will never be a real episode i guess there's an off chance that next we do that one christmas yeah next this christmas because it's 2023 we may decide to do it just for fun it, it would be a rerun because it was brand new in 2022 so we could do a rerun of murder on candy cane lane and uh broadcast it it's possible which leads directly into the next comment by returning champion anonymous God. anonymous writes this stuff isn't going anywhere anytime soon it's just not worth it for me to listen try not to be so much of a jerk when you're making your show this is the literally the only type of episode that is actually going anywhere that was the whole point he was we were fucking grumpy we'd been on the clock for fucking 12 hours we couldn't leave it was a snowstorm didn't know what the fuck we were doing dustin's kind of a jerk 
So I think you're painting a really, really bad picture of me <laughs> right now. I don't appreciate it. I'm not a horrible human being. I care about things. I have enthusiasms and passions, and I care about stuff and people. I don't care about this anonymous motherfucker. Whatever's clever, my friends. I'm not an asshole. I mean, I am, but I'm not like, the worst <laughs> human being in the world. I could be a jerk, but I also have, you know, I care. I have empathy. I'm not a psychopath anonymous. I swear to God, it's not me. But yeah, this, I mean, look, he may have a point because this stuff may not be going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to take a while for this train to reach its final destination. I don't want to give anything away, but there is a plan. Look, if, it, if it's not worth it for you to listen to, that's fine. You know who it is uh, worth worth it to listen to? Oh, God. Okay, we got another comment. Oh, God, we got, we got more comments after this. Jesus Christ, there's too many comments. Jeter's <laughs> back. We got some of them onions aren't food. What the fuck? <laughs> Our next comment is from returning champion, and, and I guess we're going steady with max power, I guess. <laughs> so our next comment is from returning champion, the returning champion, Max Power, who says, You know how people are always surprised when they hear their own voice? Like, there's no way they can actually sound like that. Maybe it was the connection, but I, I really never thought I sounded like a goddamn chipmunk until now. I know they used to air, it nearly wasn't Christmas on Disney Channel for a while. That's where I watched it anyway. Somehow I never noticed before that Santa Claus had, had a Cambodian dictator on his payroll in this movie. That was, a plot, <laughs> that was a plot twist. Thanks for bringing that to my attention this holiday season. Santa Claus was such a one note sad bastard in this movie that he actually dragged the story down on more than one occasion. He's just so disillusioned and depressed throughout the narrative that I just wanted that little girl to punch him in the dick and tell him to get over himself. There's actually a dialogue exchange between Santa and little Jennifer after something wonderful happens that should have reaffirmed his belief in the better nature of the human race. And Jennifer tells him as much. Then he just shrugs and tells her he's still not convinced, looking like a glum asshole. And that's like the end of the scene. You know what, Santa? Maybe you're the real problem here, pal. Yule was phenomenal this year. I think I drank enough hot buttered rum to kill a small horse. We tried something different and did an elaborate enchanted tavern romance LARP thing overnight. And from what I remember, it was a fucking blast. You know your LARP has hit next level territory when the bard breaks out an antique hurdy-gurdy and starts performing closer in a way that Trent Reznor would never even dare to imagine. Thanks for the entertaining show as usual, Traps. It was a lot of fun to listen to at Christmas. So just let me know when Gary's back on the morning grind because I've got some ribald news stories to share. First off, thank you for the comment, Max Power. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for the update. The part about uh, Pol Pot. The reason why I I kept saying Pol Pot in the episode wasn't because I thought it was funny. It was because when I was a kid and I watched it for the first time, for some reason, I heard, instead of Phil Pot, referring to Bruce Valanche's character, I heard Pol Pot. And so that's what's been in my head for 30 years. I have 30 years embedded in my brain of calling this guy Pol Pot. I can't not call him Pol Pot. <laughs> Intellectually, I know the character's name is Phil Pat, but but I can't call him that because I've spent three decades of my life in my head saying Pol Pot when I'm talking about Bruce Valanche's elf. So it's Pol Pot. That's his name. A nine-year-old kid who got confused when he heard an elf's name on TV when he was running 140-degree fever. I agree with everything about the Santa Claus being a sad sack piece of shit in that movie. But the thing is, Charles Durning is actually a pretty good dramatic actor. So, I mean, he just played the character the way it was written. I can't blame him for that. He was doing a good job with one of the worst 
worst scripts I made probably ever existed. He did his best. He said bastard. Yeah. And I'm thanks for keeping us apprised of what happened at your Yule Festival, Max Power. An elaborate enchanted tavern romance LARP thing overnight. No. I'm just I'm just gonna ask the obvious question. Does that does that mean orgy? Was it an orgy? Did it end in an orgy? More of a partner swap situation. Right, right. Come to my tent, meet you at your tent. It sounds enchanting. I appreciate that. Yeah. Look, if you want to send no, Don't, 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 oh, don't God. challenge. I'm going to cut it out. Once again, you want to send us pictures, uh, uncle.com. <laughs> I'll keep it, I'll keep it under the, under my hat. Trappleshow at gmail.com. Tell us all about your enchanted uh, tavern romance LARP. We would love to hear more about your solstice celebrations next. We'd love to hear more about what you do like on, on an average Wednesday. I don't give a shit. I, I use your imagination. I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut that out. I'm going to cut all that out. Thank you so much, Max Thank Power, you, Max for the Power. comments. And we're moving on to whatever's next whatever whatever is next up next returning lazy anonymous person i remember some story from a hometown about some kid from a poor family who swallowed a jawbreaker hole and almost choked but he survived when he was in his early 20s he had severe abdominal pain and collapsed at the grocery store where he worked so he was rushed to the hospital and the doctors thought he had an appendicitis so they operated what they found was the fucking jawbreaker stuck in some pocket in his colon over the years bits of food got stuck to the jawbreaker in that pocket which just didn't kept growing and one day it got infected and nearly killed him what the doctors pulled out of his gut was a mass of congealed food and bacteria about the size of a golf ball it was slowly killing this guy he made a full recovery thanks you we asked people to tell us something and that is that is something glad Great. he didn't die we got another comment from returning champion anonymous i guess it might, hope, hopefully not the same anonymous anonymous says it nearly wasn't christmas is pathetic my little sister was obsessed with that movie when we were kids she had her dad recorded on vhs and she would watch it all the time she thought it was the coolest thing and i don't understand why it's so boring and cheap and stupid i have nite i have nite after <laughs> I haven't asked her about it in years. I'm curious if she even remembers it now. Maybe she blocked it from her memory, but I might surprise her with a YouTube link. Great. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Anonymous. It is the, it is pathetic. And if your sister still likes it, guess what? She's pathetic too. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a law. It's the law. Your sister sucks. You suck, by the way, too, because you're anonymous. Fuck you. Leave a name. <laughs> Leave a name, you fucking coward. I have to stress, it doesn't have to be a real name. You think Sammy, not my real name, is is a real name? Like, that's his real name? That's on his driver's license? Fuck, no, absolutely not. Fuck you. Leave a real comment next time, you piece of shit. All right, our next comment is from, you guessed it, onions aren't food. Oh my god. New commenter, I believe. What does he have to say, Kai? Onions Aren't Food says, My favorite Christmas movie is It Nearly Wasn't Christmas. I'm just kidding. Only stupid, stupid people would think that is a good movie. My favorite Christmas movie is actually National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's just too funny. I know Christmas is over and all, so you may not be into talking about it, but what are your favorite Christmas movies? I want to know anyways. Thanks, Onions Aren't Food. What are your? What's your favorite Christmas movie? I don't know. What is it? Maybe It's a Wonderful Life. I know it's a cliche i really i genuinely do love that movie the only part i have a problem with is like in that part when george is clarence is showing him the world if he'd never been born clarence won't show him what happened to mary it's too awful you tell me what happened to mary like, you don't understand. No, she's an old maid he chokes that part out at the end she's an old maid like that's the worst thing that could ever happen he used the word she's an old maid 
He goes to visit Mary and she's uh, closing up the town library for the evening. When, when he sees her, she's so plain. She's very plain. Like her makeup is very plain. She looks almost ugly because they have her made down. All of her normal makeup is gone and they actually make her look uglier because she's an old maid. She has no one to look pretty for. Mary, don't you recognize me? And she freaks out and starts screaming. That's the thing that causes George to think, oh God, I have to go back. I have to be, I have to be alive again. Mary can't be an old maid. Like that, that's the last straw for him. His wife became an old maid and just turned ugly. I guess because she works in a library that's the one part of that whole movie where I'm like what what are we doing everything else is great people have problems with the fact that uh mr potter they have a problem with that mr potter doesn't get his comeuppance at the end but i think that was like the most realistic part of the movie because the bad guys don't lose and that's one of the things that i think is so good about it's a wonderful life you don't you don't have that scene where mr potter gets arrested or, or and, and thrown in a jail because he stole the money george's uncle tried to deposit he doesn't get his comeuppance the victory is that george's worldview is affirmed because the entire town comes out to help him at the end he is rich in character because the entire town loves him and they're all coming out to help him that's how he wins he doesn't win by defeating mr potter because once again in the larger sense you're never going to defeat mr potter yeah he'll be replaced by mr potter 2.0 right there's always going to be another mr potter mr potter doesn't on top of everything else mr potter doesn't also get his comeuppance the comeuppance is really that mr potter is a miserable old man He's got money, and that's it. When he dies in his final moments, that's all That's all he's going to have, and that won't mean anything. Whereas George Bailey, not only does he have a loving family that means the world to him, the entire community of Bedford Falls loves him. In his darkest hour, they're there for him. He has people who care about him. No one cares about Mr. Potter. So yeah, I guess it's a wonderful life for me. That's the easy choice, I guess, but it's also just a really good choice. Yeah, I'm a 12-year-old. I like Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, sure, sure. It's a good romance. Hallmark could learn a lesson or two from Nightmare Before Christmas. They could. One more comment, which is a reply to Onions Aren't Foods post. From Jeter. And Jeter says, Everyone knows A Christmas Carol, and there have been around 10,000 adaptations of the story on film and television since the invention of cinema. So my question is, what is your favorite? Mine is the musical Scrooge, with Albert Finney as the title character. Tell me, Traps, which adaptation tugs at your heartstrings? the most it's i mean it's scrooged the bill murray movie yeah me too i watched that on christmas you know how i feel about christmas generally i I just hate it scrooged is on prime right now so i'm going to watch it i don't know i mean there's a i mean i think there are a lot of good adaptations of a christmas carol out there and uh scrooge it's not the straightest adaptation of the story it takes place in a universe where a christmas carol as written by charles dickens exists and yet there are still ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future in it. So, you know, wrap your head around that. Like the Alistair Sim version is a classic. There was a version that was a TV version. I think it was a TNT movie that stars uh, Patrick Stewart as Ebenezer Scrooge. Pretty good, honestly. There's one I've that came out. That one. It's a pretty good one. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I still have the DVD of it. It's It's got a lot of that uh, late 90s, early 2000s TV movie cheesiness in terms of effects and stuff. I think it holds up because uh, Patrick Stewart is really committed to the role. There's one that came out in like 2019, I think. It was for FX. Stars Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge. I think it might be TVMA. It's really dark. It's it's the darkest adaptation I think I've ever seen. And I think it's actually pretty good. There's one version of, of A Christmas Carol, one adaptation, that no, I never heard anyone talk about. And it's called A Carol for Another Christmas. It was a TV movie that was written by Rod Serling. Sterling Hayden is the star. He lost his son in World War II. And it's made him a very bitter, cruel human being. 
He also served in World War II, his character did. Because, you know, Rod Serling, he served in World War II, but he was also pretty adamantly, I think, I believe, anti-war. There's some pretty rough stuff that happens in that movie. It's a pretty dark movie. I mean, it airs on TCM every now and then. It's mostly forgotten. And I think that's a problem. Because I care... I don't even know why I'm talking. None of this matters. I'm trying to make a point. And he just gets bored and walks off and does his own thing. Like, what's the fucking point of this? This is life. This is my life for this guy. So did you tell Jeter about all of the best versions? No. Do you have any more you want to tell him about? No. Right. Well, that's all we're going to read on the KTRP Morning Grind episode. Now we're going to go a little backwards in time. We're going to go to Trapo's Mailbag number 17. Whole interesting side thread about some other shit. You'll see. So the first comment that starts off this whole weird thread is by just some guy, you know? Kind of picking up on the fact you guys aren't the biggest fans of in this moment. It's subtle, but the clues are there. That was a wild story for Max Power. I'm not the biggest fan of tripping out in the desert, but it's fun to hear about. Sometimes I wish I was a completely different person so I could just do stuff like that, but I guess I'm just not wired that way. That's cool, though. The closest I get to is smoking a blunt and listening to Captain Beefheart in the dark. It's got to be similar to losing your mind in the desert, right? By the way, are you traps ever going to get around to talking about the good captain? That'd be an episode to look forward to, and I am. Will we ever hear our Trout Mask replica episode, or shall that remain elusive like Sasquatch in the primeval forest? You know, you asked for it, so we'll fucking get to it. I mean, other people have asked for it in the past, and it hasn't materialized yet. Maybe 2023 is the year. Get out of our bag. <laughs> we'll do Captain Beefheart if we want to do Captain Beefheart. You- I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. <laughs> uh, I love Sasquatch, I guess. He's the best. He is. There's a reply, which it doesn't feel like a reply, but it's a reply from new commenter Romanticide. I don't know why I said it like that. I apologize. Ro- I don't know how to say it. Romanticide. Romanticide. Like barbicide? Is that barbasol? That's that stuff you put the combs in. Yeah. Barbasol says, I remember a band from a while back that had a similar sound to In This Moment, but they had a darker, more gothic edge called September Morning. That's morning. M-O-U-R. And I like morning like dawn, but morning like I'm sad. They never found the kind of mainstream acceptance, and that sucks because the music's just better. Their first album was called Melancholia, and it actually had a bit of a story behind it. I remember reading about this like 10 years ago and thinking it was all a novel concept. September Morning was a big, ambitious multimedia project. Oh God, this goes on. They followed an, an empathetic harvester of souls as she encountered angels and demons while performing her appointed rounds. The great. They were going to be comic books published by Image and a web series backed by MTV and a movie was in development. But the core of the whole thing was the music. Melancholia was the genesis of September Morning. They never found any comic books and I know the web series and movie never happened. I'm pretty sure the band doesn't even exist anymore. But Melancholia is a solid, memorable gothic metal album, and I wish more people knew about it. Melancholia deserves better. More people should take a chance on this largely forgotten gothic metal also ran. There's a book called September Morning, The Complete Collection that is available to purchase right now, 2019. So the comic books exist. And it's co-written by Emily Lazar, who is the lead singer and founder of September Morning, the band. Well, that's kind of cool. It's gothic metal. Uh, I have not had good luck with gothic metal. 
in the past. Look, I'll be optimistic. I'll listen to it with an open mind. I'll give it a shot. Then I'll tell you how much I hate it. Thank you so much for the comments, Romanticite, and only that comment because you never commented again. And our next comment is from returning person who can't type anything. Anonymous. I know you talked about the original Castle Freak, but do you fellas have any plans to discuss the other Stuart Gordon, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton collaborations? Reanimator and From Beyond. Definitely deserves some recognition by Trapo. I would say get that stuff in the can of my friends the world demands it and happy hoopla the aliens want to off to it do we have any plans to talk about uh from beyond a reanimator no we do not have plans to talk about from beyond a reanimator i don't know if they're streaming anywhere i don't know if it's able if kike can watch them they may mm-hmm. be streaming on shutter i don't know you want to know my thoughts on both movies i think they're a lot of fun i think reanimator should probably be in the canon i don't i don't know about from beyond i love from beyond should it be in the canon i mean look i guess if we put castle freak in the canon i would put from beyond in the canon but i don't think kai has watched from beyond so i'd have I, to rewatch that <laughs> i would definitely put uh reanimator and though so there you go we can put reanimator in the canon right now the aliens can so as far as from beyond we may talk about it that's that, that's a possibility as far as reanimator goes guess what anonymous it's in the canon so you win but as far as from beyond there may be an episode at some point probably not but there may be so stay tuned until the day you die or we die first oh whichever. yeah I'll be dead in like a week. I almost <laughs> died on Monday. So it, well, soon. Our next comment is from, I guess, a different anonymous. I fucking, I hope so. I watched the Elvira Mistress of the Dark movie the other day. It was dumb fun. Have you guys seen that movie? That could be an episode of your show. I'm sure there's plenty of history and anecdotes behind Elvira that you could make entertaining episode of your show if you tackle her movie. Uh yeah weren't we supposed to do that at some point we did uh initially i think it was 2021 the initial plan was the halloween episode to be elvira mistress of the dark because it was streaming on shutter use that as a springboard to talk about elvira as a character but uh it just didn't happen sometimes things don't happen (laughs) i didn't watch the movie is that what happened i mean yeah (laughs) sometimes Look, the truth of the matter is the WNU of Halloween special was shorter. It was shorter, and that's why that happened. As far as this year goes, we wanted to do the goddamn radio thing that we knew no one would listen to. This year, we might do another goddamn radio thing no one will listen to. I'm sorry. Elvira as a topic for an episode. If you want to talk about the movie and use that to talk about Elvira as a pop culture icon, yes, that's absolutely fertile ground for an episode of Trapper, but it's also something that's been covered by a lot of other more reputable podcasts and entertainment outlets and i feel like we might just be treading on uh, other people's toes if we did that so at this point we may just have to let it go i love elvira there's a lot to talk about with elvira many other people have already talked about it so if you want to learn more about elvira there are many places where you can do that it would be much more well researched and much more entertaining than something we would do google elvira mistress the dark There's the 100 podcasts that have probably already covered it. There's documentaries. There's a lot of other passionate individuals on YouTube that have probably talked about it. I think Elvira's great. Don't expect an episode about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It's not, it's, at this point, if it was going to happen, it would have happened in 2021. That was her, like, 40th anniversary. So that, yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you for commenting, though, Anonymous. We appreciate your uh, patronage of the show. Oh, our next comment is from returning champion and friend of the podcast, Pullman Projects. Is 
there any Tom Waits in the canon yet? I don't think I've heard you guys mention Tom Waits on the show before. I may be mistaken, of course. Trapo a Tom Waits, Freeze Zone. What gives? I haven't nominated Tom Waits for some reason. I haven't done it yet. I can't believe I have it. Pullman Projects found a loophole. There were certain things that we kind of uh, decided to stay away from because we thought we'd want to talk about all of them at once. I think maybe Tom Waits was kind of in that situation, but there's so many albums that we could talk about for hours. Yeah, then a year and a half goes by and you realize you haven't <laughs> talked about anything yet. You're like, oh, there's no, we haven't even talked about Tom Waits really on the show. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Shit. Look, we'll do something. Some Tom Waits is already in the canon, basically. We, we just haven't talked about it. But yeah, yeah, this is not a Tom Waits free zone. We love Tom Waits, so don't... For uh, sure. It just hasn't happened on the air yet. Rest <laughs> assured, Pullman Projects, there will be some uh, Tom Waits coverage in the uh, not-too-distant future on Trapo. That's a promise. Yeah. That's, a, that's a promise. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you for bringing it to our attention, Pullman Projects. It's a, it, a glaring oversight on our part, and we will rectify that problem soon and our next comment is from returning champion bane of my existence sammy davis jr jr there's a kind of glam rock gothic metal record called blood and glitter that was just released i think it's pretty keen it's a weird combination of stuff that shouldn't work and maybe it doesn't maybe i just appreciate the effort it's goofy and aggressive and i like it it's different at least check it out if you want i'm not your mother I listened to this album actually last week. Oh, Blood and Glitter from uh, Lord of the Lost. I listened to that. It's fine. It's one of those albums when you hear the the lead singer singing and you can tell they're singing English. English is not their first language and it's all very overly enunciated, almost like it's been run through like a text to speech program. Very awkward. I don't think it's bad music. I didn't grip me. I'm sorry. It's I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's fine. Who cares? I'm not putting it in the canon. I'm not doing it. It's a new year. It's a, it's a new destiny. It's a new travel. <laughs> new year, new you. I gotta, I gotta try to be a better person. I gotta earn some karma before I drop dead, so I can be, uh, so I don't go to the bad place. Lord of the Lost is not great, and uh, I'm never gonna listen to any more of the music for the rest of my life. I think it sucks. I think you suck. <laughs> and I want I want you to never I want you to go away stop commenting on this bar because your name gives me hives I hate it I did it again I'm sorry I love you you're the best all the best happy new year my friend blood and glitter for life comment read the, read the next comment just read it just read it <laughs> next comment is from new commenter it doesn't matter who I am oh, I can't use any of this Kept this whole fucking episode. Put in the fucking trash. It doesn't matter who I am. This is fucking nuts. Some lunatic loses his, loses his damn mind in the desert. It caresses the face of God. Sure, it sounds like bullshit, but it also sounds like it might be a good time. I don't know. You're on LSD and hanging out in the middle of nowhere. You might meet God, God as your consciousness oozes out your ears. My cynical nature just wants to reject the whole story. But what do I know? You clearly don't know Max Power. Maybe all those weird fuckers who drop acid on the reg are onto something. On the reg? On the reg. <laughs> all those, those fuck weird fuckers who drop acid on the reg. Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who I am. <laughs> I got sidetracked. I'm so sorry. Always been too timid to try anything stronger than weed, so I'm probably missing out on some amazing experiences. Or maybe the first time I try, my fucking head will explode. I think I'll just stick to autoerotic asphyxiation. Thanks, Trapo. Thanks, Trapo. What do we have to do with this? <laughs>
This was a, this is Max Power. Don't blame us. And it doesn't matter who I am. That's a fine name. Okay, it's yeah. better than fucking Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to our next comment, which is all which is from good friend of the show, Anonymous. What's going on? That's what I'd like to know. Do you guys like that song Island in the Stream? Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. It's a classic. It's a, I guess technically it's a classic. Is it a classic, Kai? Do you like it? <sighs> I was having a conversation with a couple of friends one day not too long ago, and somehow this song was mentioned, and they didn't leave him. They didn't just walk away when he mentioned this song. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the real miracle here. We all laughed because it's kind of cheesy, kind of hokey, but we started discussing the song. We looked it up on our phones, why? Read up its history, and then I played the song, and we just listened. Easy to listen to, good melody, lovely. Sure, it's cheesy, but that's part of its charm. That got us thinking about cover versions. There are a few out there, but none worth mentioning. So we started talking about who we think could capture that magic. What magic? What kind of eclectic duo? I'm, I'm feeling real salty. I don't like this. What, what kind of eclectic? You're fucking reading up Islands in the Stream. Great. What kind of eclectic duo could cover Islands in the Stream and make it work today? Fucking like Charles Manson and Ted Bundy. Who gets a shit? I finally came up with what I think is a great combo. Kylie Minogue and Iggy Pop. They teamed up for a cover of Christmas Rapping a few years ago, and I think they have good chemistry. Give it a glossy dance pop sheen, and I think you have a hit single right there. One of my friends insisted on Dua Lipa and Post Malone, which I just can't picture. My other friend finally settled on Harry Styles and Christina Aguilera, which feels safe. I mean, I think it would work, but why not just throw up Mariah Carey, right? You want the vocal gymnastics thing done right, you pick Mariah Carey. What are your thoughts? Who can be the modern Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton? Who could do Islands in the Stream right today? It's something to think about, uh, Kim, Kim BC, Kim BC, Kim BC. I don't know what the fuck you typed right there. Cambici, Cambici, Cambici. What the fuck did you type? What is that? I have no idea. What the fuck just happened? Anonymous <laughs> typed Cambici at the end of his post. My brain's oozing out my ears. Cambici. <laughs> After the period, like it's like he's just saying a declarative statement. Cambici. Like, what the fuck? Is that your name? Thank you for the comment, Anonymous. Uh, I don't know why you're playing up Islands in the stream. Like it's fucking fantastic. I think it's kind of an awful song, honestly. And look, Cambici. Rogers and Dolly Parton teamed up some good music, but I know Islands in the Stream is a huge song back in the day. I'm just sharing my opinion. I don't think Islands in the Stream is a good song. I don't think the charm of those two performers can save it. Who can we think of to make a good cover version of Islands in the Stream? No one? I mean, you said Connie the... Minogue and Iggy Pop? Sure. Choose them. Moving on to the uh, next comment. Uh, Tori Amos and Nick Cave. How about that? Miley Cyrus and Iggy Pop would be better. I couldn't picture any of this, but I can picture no. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers doing this so <laughs> well i don't know how about september morning let's have september morning cover islands in the stream that'll make a romantic side happy then sammy davis jr jr <laughs> can, can team up with uh anonymous and make it <laughs> off while can be seen what the fuck that clown's name is. I'm going to move on to the next comment, which is written by Franklin Stein, which is the best. Kai, tell us, what did Franklin Stein have to say? Can be seen. Great. We're on the home stretch. It's going to be fine. All right. The next comment is from commenter Franklin Stein. God, he's talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> we made a mistake. Oh, it gets better. Just read it fast and we won't talk about it. Just read it. Just go. Just go. 
Star Wars used to be an event. We had three movies and they were firmly embedded in the pop culture landscape. We didn't get any new Star Wars in theaters until 1999. If you discount the special editions of the original trilogy in 1997, which also felt like a pretty big deal. Say what you want about the quality of the prequel trilogy, but they told a cohesive story over three movies, each released three years apart. George Lucas was the guiding hand behind the saga. All the pieces felt like they fit together. Now we've got a new trilogy made to end the Skywalker saga and it's a discordant mess The Force Awakens is a flashy reboot of A New Hope The Last Jedi spends too much time being goofy and clever that it stumbles over its own clown shoes <laughs> and The Rise of the Skywalker just falls flat on the face and shits its pants <laughs> These films don't fit together because they were each just made up as they went along trying to fix the perceived problems of the previous films. It's ridiculous. Now, after two middling pseudo-prequels telling stories nobody cares about, Disney's just pumping out a bunch of TV shows that keep making Star Wars feel smaller and smaller. It's very depressing to watch all this unfold in real time. Star Wars used to be this thing to look forward to. Now it's just more content getting lost among the white noise of our pop culture. Can Star Wars be saved, or is it already too late? Does it even deserve to be saved? I don't agree, I guess. I guess. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with what you're saying. The, the dirty secret of the whole Star Wars saga is, if you if you pay attention to it, is that there was not much going on in those movies to begin with. They told one very narrow story. And if anything, the TV shows have actually expanded that. There's more going on in the TV shows than there was in the movies. Mm -hmm. You could argue that stuff like Andor is a prequel. It's telling the beginning of a story for a character that you know his ending. The thing is, Andor, if you if you actually take the time to sit down and watch it, it's actually really well written and really well realized. It's a good story. It doesn't involve a lot of the cliches of Star Wars. It's really good. I, I like the Book of Boba Fett. People don't like the Book of Boba Fett. They think it's like cliche bullshit. I think it's fun. I don't know. I, I don't agree with this at all. I mean, the movies. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the new trilogy. I don't, overall, I don't think it's. I don't think they're very well realized. I like the TV stuff, and I'm glad the TV stuff is continuing. If you think that's somehow hurting Star Wars as a brand, I think the TV stuff is actually kind of saving Star Wars as a brand right now. If you don't like it. I'm sorry. I would prefer to just keep watching Star Wars as TV content from now on because I enjoy it more. Uh, whatever, it's fine. It's it's great. I love your opinions. They're the best in the business, Frankenstein. Thanks for your comment. Our next comment is from new friend of the podcast. Hopefully, new friend of the podcast after we read the comment. Radio <laughs> Spirits. It won't be. I'm in this to win it. And Radio uh, Spirits, our good friend, says, I got really into the Ghostbusters franchise not too long ago. I never actually saw any Ghostbusters movies growing up, mostly because my parents didn't like to expose their kids to anything with paranormal themes. We were pretty sheltered. My roommate finally showed me the first two movies in college. I loved them. I saved up my money and even bought a DVD set of the original cartoon that came in a plastic firehouse box, which I thought was pretty cool. That cartoon was really great for the most part. I might have been too old to be watching it at the time, but I didn't care. It was pretty well written and clever. Weirdly highbrow for a children's cartoon, I thought. I was excited to see the reboot movie in 2016. Since after Harold Ramis died, I thought just making a third movie would be in poor taste. The reboot was fine, but a little too goofy. It's hard to describe, but it all felt bloated somehow, like none of the characters would ever stop talking. 
I'm fine with trying something different. I honestly think that movie just missed the mark. So when Ghostbusters Afterlife was announced, I was already turning around on the idea of a real sequel. I braved the pandemic and saw the movie in the theater, and I was pretty happy overall. Yeah, it felt a little too much like Stranger Things at times. The casting Finn Wolfhard as one of the main characters didn't help, and there was simply too much fan service overall. Even I can admit that. But I thought the story was pretty tastefully handled. A little too similar to the original movie in many regards. A bit like Star Wars The Force Awakens, but it still worked. Even if sheer charm and nostalgia really helped carry this movie over the finish line. What about you guys? How do you feel about the Ghostbusters franchise? Were you happy with Afterlife? Did you prefer the 2016 movie? I'm curious. Thanks for reading. From your good friend, Radio Spirits. Great. Ghostbusters. Uh, how do we feel about Ghostbusters? Well, I mean, Ghostbusters. It's in the canon. It's Ghostbusters. The cartoon was great. I wouldn't put it in the canon because I haven't watched it in 30 years, but I remember <laughs> being a really big fan of it when I was a kid. Uh, the 2016 movie is not great. My problem with the movie, I think, kind of sounds a lot like yours. Uh, the director is Paul Feig. He cut his teeth with... Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow started the trend with that kind of line-a-rama with a, the 40-year-old virgin. He was shooting digital, so he could he could let the actors just riff, ad-lib a bunch of lines. And Paul Feig did the same thing when he started directing movies. He did Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids had a good script written by Kristen Wiggs. He made The Heat and... Spy, I think. Both Melissa McCarthy. They're they're pretty improvisational. They're actually pretty good movies. They're really entertaining. They're really funny. I don't think Ghostbusters is suited to that style. I think that's the problem with the 2016 movie. He does the same thing he's done with his last movies with right. Ghostbusters. Just lets the actors riff, and they don't, they never stop talking. And I think that hurts the movie. It's okay at best. I saw Afterlife. It was streaming somewhere a few months ago. I didn't like it. I don't agree that it was tastefully handled. I think it sucked. I, I think <laughs> The, the, the fan service kind of overwhelmed anything else in that movie i have not seen afterlife i don't want to discourage people from watching it because the, i've i've a lot of people who are big fans of the original ghostbusters have developed a really strong affinity for afterlife i want to say people should enjoy what they enjoy it just didn't work for me i wanted it to work for me i don't know i don't know what you call it it was so reverential of the original movie it treated it like a sacred text when if you watch ghostbusters it's so irreverent that it that that just doesn't match. It wasn't that kind of movie for Afterlife to basically <laughs> the original Ghostbusters for like two hours. It's like I don't. This is weird. Oh look, the the camera like lovingly pans over the Ecto One, a proton pack or a ghost trap. What the fuck is this? Like I said, a lot of people love it, so I don't want to say it's bad, but it's bad. But I still prefer it over the 2016 movie. So I guess that's something. It, everything's fine. We're all fine here. We're all, fi we're all fine here. We're all fine here, radio spirits. Thank you for your comment. Uh, Ghostbusters is in the canon, and, th and that's the only Ghostbusters that will ever be in the canon, unless Kai really, really, really likes Afterlife and wants to make a case for it. So yeah, get back to me when you've watched Afterlife, and then maybe we'll talk about it. We'll have a debate on on the the the, the merits of Ghostbusters. You know what? There you go. That could be an interesting debate. Yeah. So we could have a debate. We won't, but we could. But we'll think about it, Radio Spirits. I got a surprise for you, Kai, because there's one more comment. Somebody uh, on December 30th commented on the Frank Hedenlotter's Frankenhooker post. And you're never going to guess who left this comment. I'll just read it. I just want to read this comment. I think it's funny. Uh, okay. I want to read this comment. You'll never guess who left this comment, Kai. You'll never guess. Anonymous. Oh, no. This comment uh, was left by 
good friend of the podcast, the candidate for mayor of Hamilton County, <laughs> which may be the best name anyone's ever given on this on this blog. And the ca- <laughs> the candidate for mayor of Hamilton County writes, it's time for some John Waters love here on Trevor. The king of filth deserves his place in the canon. Shoot that beautiful bastard up into space so he can party with all those weird fucking aliens. We will soon learn why our galaxy is called the Milky Way, my intelligent and highly advanced friends. Because John Waters is going to all over the fucking cosmos. He's going to make some goddamn star babies with his own monolith, if you know what I'm saying. It's the right thing to do. Baltimore will thank you. The universe will thank you. And some very satisfied Venusian fuckboys will thank you as soon as they're allowed to remove their ball gags. Make mine tremble. And that may be the single best comment we'll ever see. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best. Some very satisfied um, Venusian fuckboys will thank us just as soon as they're allowed to remove their ball gags. And John Waters is going to all over. All the over. Fucking co- you know what? I'll say it right now. John Waters, he's in the fucking canon. The man himself. Yeah. Oh, he's in the canon. Yeah. He, he's the first. I think he's the first person we're going to abduct and load into the canon. We're going to put him in the canon. Aliens John- will be off to him. They're going, <laughs> they're going to John Waters and he is going to do some poppers and freak out and have a great time. We're going to load him up with all sorts of goodies. At some point, there may very well be future John Waters coverage on Trapo. For now, the candidate for mayor of Hamilton County. Just rest assured, John Waters is in the canon. <laughs> We got people looking for him right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to load him into a cannon and shoot him into space so the aliens can all over him. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. He will reciprocate. You know he will. He's going to and again. It's going to be the I'm going to censor all of this and it's going to make me so happy when I'm editing this. I, can, I don't think we could ask for a better way to end this particular bloated episode of Chapo's Mailbag. But yes, thank you so much for coming to the mayor, the candidate for mayor of Hamilton County. Thank you to everyone. Oh my god, someone's gonna get murdered tonight. New shit has come to light. Going overboard. It's too, I couldn't, I can't fix it. It's too late. It's already out there. I can't edit it. Thank you to everyone who commented on this episode. Most of your comments will be edited out. <laughs> this whole recording might just go right in the fucking toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is look thank you so much for commenting it's a brand new year it's 2023 and if you would like to join this horrible conversation <laughs> feel free visit the official travel blog it's trappleshow.blogspot.com find the post if you're choosing leave a comment tell us I, I guess i fucked up but tell us anything you want apparently because someone told us about a kid who almost died choking on a job breaker that turned into bacteria in his gut we'll read it apparently we just made that <laughs> perfectly clear we will read it on travel mailbag i don't know if, if we should even talk about this anymore but i guess we have an email address trapo show at gmail.com but anyway thank you so much for uh, listening to the show thank you for commenting the truth of the matter is if you haven't if you don't comment trapo's mailbag doesn't exist if you want to hear us keep stumbling over our words and trying desperately not to answer questions that you ask us then stop commenting and we can all end this horrible charade. I guess what I'm saying is please, for the love of God, stop commenting. We just want it all to end. We just want to die in peace. We just want to crawl off and die quietly that you people keep telling us things. Jawbreaker and colon right. infection. You know, right, exactly. It's a horrible thing, but we just want to do what any old sick dog would do in this situation crawl into the porch and die. So please, just leave us alone. Or keep sending us comments and that will keep us alive and this horrifying charade will continue. 
continue. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of Trapo's Mailbag, the show that talks about you on purpose. And uh, we'll see you next time, maybe. Is that what we do? I forgot how we sign off. Get the fuck off the internet. I'm so sorry. That was uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, I knocked that fat bastard down. He did it, you piece of <laughs> shit. I hope you're happy now, you goddamn motherfucker. What'd you he do to Cine? He did it to himself because he's, he's, he's fucking weak. He's weak. I threw that cork and it bounced off the wall and hit him in the back of his fat head. <laughs> motherfucker, I'm drunk and I'm blind because I'm not wearing my glasses and I still did it. Fuck you.